What kind of man are you? This life will require you to be steadfast, immovable, strong, and courageous. Though this world says you should get a trophy just for showing up, and there are no winners and losers, you must train to win the prize. You do the hard things. You persevere. You are becoming the man God created you to be. You exercise discipline. The discipline of manliness. Welcome back to the Discipline of Manliness podcast. Guys, it is great to be back with you again. I'm excited to be bringing you another episode. If this is your first time joining us, thanks so much for tuning in. It's great to have you as a listener, and I'm excited to have you guys checking this show out. This show is all about becoming the very best men that we can possibly be and becoming the men that God intended for us to be. Guys, in this episode, as we start things out, I wanted to come back to the podcast that I released just a few weeks ago about what your language says about you. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, I would highly recommend you go back, check that one out first and kind of get a feel for what we were talking about in that episode. But there has, I've gotten some feedback from a few guys and I just wanted to come back and revisit some things within that episode that I think got overlooked or missed. All the feedback has been great, and for those of you who've reached out to me, I can't even begin to tell you how much I really appreciate you guys chiming in and telling me what you thought of that show. Um, That's Chad and Daniel. You guys reaching out to me specifically was really huge. I really appreciate the feedback. And something that Daniel brought up was, was a really great question of why is our language so important to God? Why does that really matter? And I wanted to kind of come back and revisit that because I think he he really hit on something and I think maybe I did skim over it a little bit too quickly. So again, his question was, you know, why does that really matter? And it's a great point. It's a great question that, you know, what would it really matter to God that we use certain language and not other types of language? And he he brought up that even in in the book of John, it talks about how the word became flesh and how it all started with God speaking in the beginning, you know, in creation and Jesus spoke things into existence. He, he said, let there be light. Um, you know, let the, the earth rise up, let, let the skies separate. You know, he, he spoke all of those things into existence over the course of six days and all the creatures that are in it. You know, the only thing that he he didn't do that with was men. He clearly formed us out of dust and then breathed life into us. But everything else he spoke into existence. And like I said, in John, the word became flesh. And so there's just some interesting interesting things to think about that that words are important to God, that he used words to create things. And while um, and through our conversation, you know, neither one of us ascribed to this word of faith idea that our words bring anything into existence. Um, neither one of us are, are subscribers to that, but we are meant to build things, you know, using like raw materials and things like that. So while we, we don't speak things into existence, um, our, our words do still have weight. You know, there is still importance and there's still some power in those words. Even um, as, you know, we talked in Proverbs, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And that's clear in Proverbs 18. And there's plenty of other things like we talked about in that whole show. We're not going to rehash all of that, but um, there's still plenty of, of material to look at to know that God does care about our language. And it is just interesting to really just step back and think about why is that, that he meant for us to use our words to build up each other. And as any of you who've listened to this show for any length of time know, one of the things I really do harp on 
is having a vision, is having an idea of, of the man you want to become. And if you don't have that, then you know you don't really know where you're going. You don't have a direction that you're pursuing. And so it is really important in how Daniel and I, through our conversation, had said that it is important that we write that down, that vision down. We're using words to kind of craft and build who we want to become, and that is the basis for where where we're going. And so there is still some sort of you know, a type of creation, if you will, I'm putting that in quotes, but a type of creation that's happening as we, again, determine this is who I want to be. And we, we again, are deriving that. I'm encouraging you to derive all of that from God's word because God's word doesn't change. Whereas certain styles come and go, certain fads will come and go, but God's word stays the same forever. So I'm, I'm always going to encourage you to build the man that you want to be out of what you see in scripture, um, because I don't believe that ever changes. So it's just something to look at and to think about. And I hope that adds a little more clarity and insight as to the importance of the words we choose and why it's important about what we say in our daily language and why it's important even about what we say about ourselves and the, the men that God has made us to be and why it's important we don't demean and belittle ourselves. Um, even when we mess up and I'll be the first to admit, I definitely do that from time to time. I call myself an idiot or I say something bad about myself from time to time and I really shouldn't. So we really do need to watch that language and just really be cognizant of the words that we choose. So I just felt like it was important as we started this episode that we just go back and retouch on some of that because I feel like through the course of a conversation, um, and some feedback I got from both Chad and Daniel, uh, I just thought it was worth kind of going back and retouching on that to make sure we've kind of covered everything to the best of our ability. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, I want to get into this week's episode. This episode is about being a man who stands in the breach. What does that conjure up for you? When you hear that phrase, stand in the breach, what is it that you think of? When I hear that, I think of a man who's standing in the gap. He's the difference between life and death, success and failure. He's filling in what's lacking and leading those around him, his family, his community, his society. He's the kind of man without whom all would be lost. Now, what is a breach, you might be asking? A breach is a gap in a wall, a barrier, or a defense, especially one made by an attacking army. That's the definition I'm reading as I look it up. So if you're one who stands in the breach, you're standing in the point of vulnerability. You're filling in and acting as a defense where the line of protection has failed. Every week in every intro, you hear me ask the question, what kind of man are you? Are you the kind of man who can stand in the breach? I think this is the type of man that we should all aspire to be. And I think every one of us deep down does desire to be that kind of man. And that's good because that means that we all recognize there's wrong in the world and that we want to do something about it. But are any of us truly men of whom it can be said, he stands in the breach. It's clear there was a time in history when even God himself was looking for that kind of man. Ezekiel 22.30 says, And I sought for a man among them who should build up the wall and stand in the breach before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. God is essentially saying, I'm preparing to judge and I'm going to destroy, and I'm looking for someone who will stand in that gap so that I will relent and not destroy and judge And he couldn't find one. He couldn't find a man that was good enough. This comes at a point in history when the children of Israel had been living in so much sin that God was preparing to judge them for it. Now, God had a couple of faithful prophets. Sure, he had Ezekiel and Jeremiah, and they were good and they were faithful men. 
But that's not just what God was looking for. God was looking for a man that could lead Israel to repentance and bring them back from the judgment that they would ultimately end up experiencing in the year 586 BC, because no man was found that could do what was needed. And ultimately, that's true because what they needed was Jesus. They needed a perfect example, a perfect sacrifice, a perfect man to bring them to repentance. Even my Bible's notes say, only God himself had the character and credentials sufficient to do what no man can do. So while I did just ask a minute ago if it could be said of any of us that we are men who stand in the breach, the answer to that ultimately is no, because only Jesus can really do that. Now, Jesus perfectly filled in what was lacking in our relationship with God. He perfectly fulfilled the law so that we can be right with God. He shows up perfectly in every word, every deed, how he helped people, and how he led. He stood in the gap and fulfilled everything that we needed. And that is to be the picture of the type of men that we are. Jesus did it perfectly, but we are to make his life a picture and a model of how we live our lives. And we're never going to hit that mark like Jesus did. Never. You know as well as I do, even if you don't believe in a word of the Bible, that we are epic at not meeting standards. If you've listened to this show for any period of time, you know that I'm big on having a vision for the man you want to become. And for those of you who've written that vision down and you're working a plan trying to become become the man that you want to be, you know that just about the moment you put a plan into action, something pops up that totally derails your plan. And the very standard that we set for ourselves isn't met. I'm going to do X thing every day this week. We don't do it. I'm going to save X many dollars by the end of the month. Something happens, pops up that wipes out our bank account, truck dies, you know, vehicle problem, whatever it may be, but something pops up that totally derails our plan. It's really so obvious guys. I really don't need to take a lot of time trying to explain how we don't meet our own standards, let alone God's, but this isn't a talk on being perfect. It's not even really a talk illustrating our need for a savior, even though both of those things are true. Jesus perfectly fulfilled being the man who stood in the breach. But there also have been types of men who stood in the breach too. When God was ready to destroy Sodom, Abraham stood before him and asked him, what if there were 50 righteous men there? Wouldn't you spare the town? Or what if there were only five righteous? Would you still destroy it? You know, he stood in the breach trying to help protect that town from destruction. And think about Moses. When the children of Israel had sinned and God was preparing to destroy them, Moses pled with God to not do that, to spare them, and to spare them even for his own namesake. And Moses was, again, a type of man who stood in the breach. Abraham and Moses weren't perfect either, just like us. They, they had moments when they acted as men who stood in the breach. And just as they did, so can we. But it will take much more than just stepping up in the moment of need. It takes a habitual lifestyle. Now, you may have heard it said, you don't rise to the occasion. You fall to your level of training. And I don't think that could be any truer than when we're talking about being a man who stands in the breach. There's no way you're going to be that man if you don't decide to be him until the moment that God is looking. God's going to be looking at our lives long before the moment he says, where can I find a man who can stand in the breach? But really, why does it even matter? If Jesus is the man who stood in the breach, why do we need to try to be one? Well, Because we should model our life after his. Because we want our lives to reflect him as much as humanly possible. And because there may come a moment in time that we might have an opportunity to be a type of man that stands in the breach just like Abraham and Moses did. Let me ask you this. 
What if God was thinking about destroying your town? And Abraham was thinking about you when he asked God to spare it. What if you were the difference between your town being destroyed or saved? If the lives of your neighbors or the person at the drive-thru or the grocery store or the bank, what if they relied on you? Would you come to Abraham's mind? If it came down to your lifestyle and the quality of your walk with God, that would be the difference of life and death. Would your life make God reconsider? Would he say, there's someone who's pursuing me. He's not perfect, but he's pursuing me in a way that I'm proud of and I'm honored by, and I'm going to spare this town because of him. Or maybe thinking of it another way, what if you're the one asking? What if you were in Moses' shoes and God is having a conversation with you and it came down to you asking God to spare this town? Would God listen to your plea? Truthfully, when I think of it that way, I'm actually really humbled at how poorly I stack up. I know I fail literally every single day. I can't hold that standard. And here's the thing. I know for a fact that I'm never going to be perfect. I can't ever fully be the man who stands in the breach. But every single day, I would like to fail one last time. I want to have one less failure each and every day. I want to continually develop and train to be that type of man. Because the type of lifestyle we habitually practice will affect the ultimate impact that we make. And the thing is, guys, we may never know the depth of the impact we make. Or people may never know the impact that we've made. Think about this. Do you know the name Mordecai Ham? I didn't, not until about a few weeks ago. Our youth leader was giving a talk to our youth, and he brought up this name Mordecai Ham, and I had never heard of him before, but it turns out he is the evangelist that led Billy Graham to Christ. You know, people maybe don't recognize that name. Maybe he didn't get as much recognition as Billy Graham did, but he still had an incredibly influential role in ultimately saving thousands and thousands of people because he was faithful to lead one man to Christ. And that man's ministry blessed so many more because he then led tens of thousands to Christ. It takes men like this who are faithful in the small things. Faithful when many aren't because they don't get recognition. It takes men who habitually step forward, stand in the line of fire in the face of danger and say, I will fight with every last ounce of strength and courage that I can muster because I'm going to hold the line and defend others. Sure, it's possible that one day you might actually have to do that in a physical sense, but it is far more certain that you're needed by the way that you show up with your lifestyle every single day. How do you stand in the breach for your wife, for your kids, your friends, or, or your community, or your church? What kind of man are you? Does your character reflect that you're the type of man that stands in the breach? Or here's the one that got me and was most convicting to me. Does your prayer life stand in the breach? I'm trying to find ways to do this better and better every day. Guys, I've started this podcast as a way to step up to try to help talk to you and to encourage you, to build you up, to use my words in a way that builds and encourages and helps lead others to lead the life that we know we should. And that's one way that I want to step up. I'm getting involved with our youth group, trying to help students develop their walk with Christ and to develop their lives. I've been trying to start a prayer group, as some of you know, and trying to just get together with men regularly so that we can build each other up and be that band of brothers who are standing shoulder to shoulder. There's things I'm definitely trying to do. And this isn't about patting me on the back. This isn't about me trying to show off with what I'm doing. I'm just trying to illustrate that there are things that we can do each and every day. 
again, I never want you guys to look at me like I'm, I'm the perfect example of this discipline of manliness because I'm definitely not. I'm just trying to illustrate that I'm on a journey and I'm on a path trying to become a better man and trying to become the man I know God intended me to be when he created me. So don't look at me like I'm the example to follow because I'm not. Jesus definitely is the example to follow. He's the man who stood in the breach and he's the one that should be our guiding light pointing us in the direction that we're to go. I just want to be walking that journey with you guys. And I just want to always be using my life as an encouragement for you and for building you up to be the men that I know God made you to be too. I really appreciate you guys listening to this show. I hope this one's been impactful and has resonated with you guys and has got you thinking about being the type of man who stands in the breach. As always, guys, if you enjoyed this episode or if it did get you thinking, I'd really love to hear your thoughts. You guys keep reaching out to me. Keep sending me feedback. I hope you'll see even after the beginning of this show, if if I miss something, I will absolutely come back and circle back with all of you to fill in any gaps that I might have left in the conversation. You can reach out to me anytime on Instagram, Colin.Hornback, or you can just look up Colin Hornback on Facebook. I'm always available there. You guys can always shoot me a message. Or if you have my number, feel free to text me or call me and just hit me up and let me know what you thought of the show. If this episode did resonate, leave me a rating and review. Go into your podcast platform and just quick, takes one minute, just leave me a quick rating and review. It would be really helpful as we try to build this show up and continue to send this message out to more and more men. Let's be the kind of men who it can truly be said of, they stand in the breach. Until next time, guys, keep practicing the discipline of manliness.